welcome everybody. Thank you for coming today. For anybody who hasn't been here before, thank you for being here, and we welcome you. My name's Tim Maddock, and I'm honored to be here today, and thanks to Jeff for giving me the, this chance and opportunity. Also, hello to all the Zoom people. I'm not sure who's out there, but well, you're welcome to be here. Our passage of scripture for today is a short one. You heard it read earlier, but I'm going to read it again for you now. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, and whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, dwell on these things, like embrace these things. Whatever you have learned from me or received or heard me or seen me do, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. In these two verses, Paul gives this instruction to the church of Philippi. To look around and notice whatever is true, noble, right, pure, excellent, and praiseworthy. And then he encourages them to take what they have learned and put it into practice. Trusting that God, the God of peace will be, will be with them. Rather than spend my whole sermon today talking about all these different things, I'd like to take this time to put Paul's advice into action. So I'm going to tell you a story this morning. The story that I have for you is a story of hope. It's about my daughter and what my daughter went through for a period of in her life and how our church community, with the strength of Jesus, brought her new health and freedom from a devastating affliction. Tegan is a very enthusiastic soul. She is a, belief, a believer of a life-fulfilling philosophy of live and yet let your life be the best you can regardless of the circumstances around you. In the story, there are many things that are true, noble, right, pure, and admirable, and upon which we are going to set our minds. And I hope we'll also be encouraged by it to put it into practice, the excellent and praiseworthy things that we've seen. A bit of background. My wife Sharon and I have two grown daughters, Tegan and Arian. We used to live in a small community a little northeast of Oshawa. We started going to church as a family when Tegan, our eldest, was just a baby. And we worshipped at St. John's Anglican Church in Bowmanville for over 25 years. Overhead, please, Mike. There's Tegan, and at that time, her future husband, and they're married now. So the story is about my daughter, Tegan. In November of 2008, at the age of 21, Tegan noticed a lump growing on her right shoulder blade, right back there. She was in her fourth year of biomedical sciences at the Guelph University at the time. So she dropped into the university doctor to get it looked at. And the doctor said, it looks like a benign growth, nothing really to worry about, and would arrange to have it operated on in March and removed. Well, when Tegan showed up for the surgeon, consultation, the tumor had grown a lot. And the surgeon said, ooh, this isn't what I thought it was. We need to do more tests and find out what this is. Well, most of us have heard those ominous words from the doctor. Let's do more tests. And cancer always comes to mind when you hear these words. So more tests and results showed it was possibly cancerous. 
A cancer is growth called liposarcoma. And Tegan was to see a specialist in McMaster in Hamilton. While trying to set up an appointment, they said, the earliest opportunity was months away. This was unacceptable. This may be cancer we were talking about. So we pushed ahead and booked an appointment and, and, and saw somebody in Kingston. And she, she got an appointment and was, it was arranged for a month later. An operation was then scheduled shortly after for May 11th. This is 2009. During this time period, Sarah and I have taken on the responsibility of leading a mission trip to Guatemala at the end of June. So the operation is going for May 11th, and we were meant to go on a, on a trip at the end of June. This would be our second mission trip to Guatemala. We had to put together a team of 12 who had already paid $900 up, up front for the flight and made a commitment to the Arms of Jesus School in Guatemala to build houses for the poor people and to work at the school there. They built a special Christian school. It's a wonderful place. And it, it takes about nine months to, of hard work to arrange a trip like this for 12 people. And our daughter has taken an airing for planning to go with us. Overhead, please, Mike. And that's our family there, taking on the left and Arian and Sharon. Actually, I guess it's on your right. And Sharon and me and, me and um, Sharon. And um, so this is serious operation throws a trip into doubt. Sharon and I are leading it. And, it's, and uh, where am I now? So what do we do? What we have learned from Paul's letter, true, noble, right, pure, Excellent or praiseworthy. Whatever you've learned or received or heard or seen me do, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. We sit down as a family and Tegan says she wants to plan to go anyway as long as she's healthy enough. Well, we tell the team what is going on and our commitment to carry on knowing Tegan and Sharon may have to drop out at the last minute. My family had made a commitment to the arms of Jesus and our 12 members team to lead this um, to Guatemala, and we we're going to do our best to follow through with that. That is part of what Paul is asking us to do in the letter of Philippians. And earlier also in the, um, in the letter, it says perseverance and determination, follow through. So Tegan had their operation May 11th, and the tumor wasn't what they thought it was. It wasn't a cancerous growth. It was an arterial venous malformation. Well, what is that? Never heard of it before. None of us had heard of it before. It's about one in a million chance. But what it is is a, 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 a vein leads off and there's just a growing of arteries and stuff all over the place and they just keep growing and growing and growing. This caused complications in the surgery as, a, as a, um, the surgeon thought it was something different. And as, as a result, Tegan had to spend a week at the Kingston Hospital. And at the end of the week, they decided there was nothing more they could do at this time. So Tegan was, just, was then referred to a doctor at Toronto Western. Well, Tegan recovered enough to go on the Guatemalan trip with us. And um, it was a very successful and very worthwhile trip. Um, and blessed by God and the people in Guatemala. For nearly two years after this, Tegan had procedures to try to reduce this tumor. The surgeon in Toronto wouldn't operate because he was afraid of too much uh, blood loss and it was too dangerous to do it. So the tumor just get, kept getting worse. We were, we were not getting anywhere. In fact, the tumor just kept on growing and growing. God gives us opportunities all the time. Which ones do we take? Do we take the easiest way, or do we take the road less traveled? Well, listen, and we'll see what Tegan does. 
Tegan decides she needs a master's degree to work in her chosen field. In 2010, she tries to enroll in, in a Guelph master's, but there's only 15 people that go there, so she missed out. Well, not to give up, she applies and is accepted at the University of Swansea in Wales, a small country in Great Britain beside England. She is now registered for the fall of 2010. Um, this next overhead may bother you a little bit, so over next overhead mic, please. Oh yeah, that's taken in Wales. Yes, that was that one. Um, so there's taken in Wales. She'd flown over to Wales, and um, yeah, and then we'll throw up the next one too, Mike. So there's the tumor in her back. So it's, it's still growing, and there's nothing they can do about it, or at least they say there's nothing they can do about it. But here's the miracle that's coming. What do we do about this ever-increasing growth? The surgeon who has been treating it says he knows of a specialist in England. Who may, be, who may take on Taken's case while she's in Wales. And she just happens to be going to Wales. Off Taken goes to Wales. Lo and behold, the Dr. McGaffrey in Birmingham, England, will see her, and a surgeon will do the operation. Is this just a coincidence, or is God working a miracle in her life? Do you believe in miracles? I do. Next overhead, please, Mike. Take that one off. <laughs> There's Taken, worried about the operation. Okay, let me step back a moment from 2010 now to 2007, because this, this was two years, a little more, after she'd found out about the um, tumor. To the body of Christ operating in an Anglican church in a town called Lakefield, near Peterborough. Our church had first been introduced to this missionary work in Guatemala through this church. And the leader of our first team was a lady called Rini Jackman. And we'd build a great friendship with her. And it's, when I say a great friendship, it's, we had a 15-team member the first time, and Sharon and I and, and Tegan and Aaron went down, and we were, um, we were kind of learning, learning the ropes so that I could take a team myself from our church. And it'd be amazing how close 15 people get together. Because every, every day we went out into the field, and we were building houses, and then we'd go back and help in the church and paint and do whatever we could. I think Sharon did some English teaching to the Guatemalan kids. And each evening when we came back, we get together, the 15 of us, and debrief. Because it's pretty hard, especially for my daughter Erin, she was 15, there's a couple other really young kids there, um, to understand just how poor those people were. The one place I was at, there was a little boy playing in the dirt in his house, which was just a dirt floor. It was a straw hut with a metal roof. And I said, oh, can I play? And he grabs onto this little toy and holds it to himself, because it's the only thing, the only thing he had. And that's and, and, and then there was lack of food. It was, it was pretty difficult and when you realize just how much we have here. So we got really close to those 15 people, and especially to Rini, who was the leader. So, so we'll follow up from there. When Taken was going to Birmingham for her first procedure with a doctor in England, I emailed Rini and some of the other missing team members who we had become very close to to pray for her. Lo and behold, Rini got back to us saying, she has a sister in Birmingham. And that's the hospital where Taken's going. Julia and her husband, who was a doctor, a fellow named Mike, who just retired from that hospital, and he'd pick up Taken at the train station and take her home, and the next morning he'd take her over to see, um, to, to see the doctor and to help her get around. So how wonderful was that? And that was just from going on that mission trip. That's where it all led from. Here's where you really see Jesus and the body of Christ 
putting it into practice, what is excellent and praiseworthy. You also could call this noble. The Good Samaritans of Birmingham, England, Mike and Julia. Yeah, there they are. Uh, did just more than just help us a little bit. Tegan came to Birmingham by train, a two-hour trip, and as I said, Mike picked her up and showed her around. And the other great thing is it was only 20 minutes from the hospital, so they could walk over there, and the traffic around there is downright crazy. I won't, I won't go into that. <laughs> you think Collingwood or might be better, or Toronto, this Birmingham, something else. Tegan was thrilled, and Sarah and I, being so far away, were extremely grateful to them. We felt a real sense of joy and love for these Christian strangers. It was Jesus working all in all of us. So a bit more about Mike and Julia. They were a more enormous help to Tegan. When the operation was scheduled for June, June 21st, 2011, Sharon and I flew over to England to be with Tegan. And Mike and Julia insisted that we stay with them at their house. And, and so it was just wonderful. These people were angels to us, sent by God to help us through these very tough and stressful times. Tegan went... Uh, to her operation on June the 21st. Uh, I've got over next overhead, Mike. I'm not sure what that one is now. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> it's a little messy. Um, so it was going to be a seven-hour operation. And with the... Um, uh, and we were waiting there. It was started first thing in the morning. So it was a very long day for us with a possibility. And the, uh, the other big danger was when they cut into her and removed all this stuff, they were worried about a nerve that goes up and works her shoulder blade. And they were worried they may have to cut that, and then the, her shoulder wouldn't work anymore for a long time. At 6 in the evening, they came to tell us everything went well. We phoned Brian and Guelph, who was waiting patiently. You can imagine. Tegan had to stay in the hospital for another seven days. And I spoke with Tegan last week, and she wanted me to stress how Mike and Julia sold charity to her and her family. So she was... We, we haven't mentioned charity in there, but it's a different thing. Um, you know, you think charity, giving somebody some money or something. But she said this is, this is what she thought charity was. She says, the real meaning of charity is the pure love that Jesus Christ has. He has commanded us to love one another as he loves us. And the scripture says it comes from a pure heart. We have pure love when from the heart we show genuine concern and compassion for all our brothers and sisters. While we were staying at Mike's, and Julia's place, they said they had to go away that weekend. This, this is one of the things that always cuts me up a bit. For, from Thursday until Saturday, and I thought, well, my heart sank. And I said, well, I guess we'd better find a bed and breakfast somewhere nearby. And Julia said, oh, no, no. Here's the keys to your house, to our house. Make yourself at home. And we'll be back Saturday afternoon. They had two young kids, too, which, is another, which was actually a wonderful thing. Well, who does that? We had just met these people. Mike and Julia were putting the gospel into practice. What joy and peace these people were bringing to us. When Tegan got out of the hospital, we spent nearly a week with my uncle. Uh, he's a wonderful guy, about my age, and he has two or three small churches in England. And Sharon was with us for the first two days, but had to fly home to get back to work. So there's just me and Tegan now. So my uncle was very excited. It was amazing. He's quite a character. He's amazing. Uh, and um, to see us and welcome us with open arms in his house. He just had to go around and tell the miracle of Tegan and how she had had a seven-hour surgery and just look at her now. And we, we go to a, a local pub. And a pub isn't really like a, a, a bar here. It's a, 
It's a place where friends gather in the evenings and they'll have a pint and maybe some fish and chips and all this greasy food that the English people eat. And, and, and by the end, Tegan was completely exhausted because you can imagine after seven days in the hospital and a seven-hour operation, just about, it would be about a week and a half before that. But she didn't let Nicholas know, so he was just really pleased to get home at the end of the day. And then we were back to Mike and uh, Julia's place to spend the night and see the doctor to see if we could go home. And we thought we might have stayed there for weeks because, as you can see, it's a very serious operation. You better take that down again, Mike. <laughs> it's a bit gory. And um, um, so we were looking forward to getting back, and we thought, well, how long is this going to be? But Tegan was healing so well that he said, you can go home, book your flight, and go on home. And um, so Tegan was, you know, we, we were really pleased to get home to see him, our friends. So in summary, Julie and Mike have shown us what true Christians really look like. We were inspired by their faith, hospitality, and will now look for more opportunities in our lives to pay this forward. This reminds me of what Paul says in verse 9 of the passage when he tells the Christians to look what he did, whatever he did, um, just, just follow through on his actions by turning our eyes towards noble, excellent, and praiseworthy. Christ, we are inspired to love our neighbors with even greater love. Another thing this has shown our family is the body of Christ. The church is not just one congregation, like here. It reaches all across the country, all across the world, really. Whether in Wyarton, Guatemala, Lakefield, Birmingham, or St. John's Bowmanville, or this Blue Mountain Community Church right here, we are followers of Jesus. And it is a wonderful, freeing, liberating thing to realize. Go out into your community to be a good Samaritan. Let the love of Jesus sign from your face, as it was in Brian's song he was talking about there. Love your neighbors as yourself. We had Mike and... Oh yeah, there's, there's Blue Mountain Community Church. That's good. Taken healed very well. And she is now has a three-year-old son, another little one on the way. She goes out biking and swimming, back to normal. There's no, there's no issue now about that. She, she had a lot of follow-ups and nothing was start, starting to grow again. Thanks to the Christian community that surrounds us all. Lost my page here somewhere. Three. That's one. Oh, here's six. <laughs> I got it. So, uh, we, yeah, we saw the Blue Mountain Community Church. So that's our church now in Thornbury here. And, and Sarah and I have found another wonderful church to be a part of a family, a congregation that I see as being very welcoming and compassionate, a place that is true follower of Jesus. And we, we found a minister who knows what being a true follower of Jesus is. And we look around, there are many true, noble, right, pure, and admirable, admirable things happening in, the, uh, happening in this place. The challenge is to fix your eyes on them and be inspired by them. Where have you seen this happen in your own life, this kind of Good Samaritan thing? Embrace the good things in life, where there are hard times, but joyous times also. The local church is the hope of the world. Thank you for joining me today. Love to all. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Blue Mountain Community Church Podcast. May God's word fill you up this week. God bless.